0: Jim jotted it down in his notebook. He underlined the word woman twice. This was extremely unusual, and he knew it. Serial killers in the United States were almost exclusively men, and usually middle-aged or young. He couldn't remember any cases from his long life connected to police work where a woman had murdered in such a brutal way. Women used poison or guns, not axes and knives— that is very helpful, Lindsay So A young, blonde woman With very nice skin About average height Is there anything else you can think of That would help us find this woman? Did you see her eye color? Lindsay shook her head But tried again to say something Took darrell Yes, she took Darrell. We know that Did she carry him off? Lindsay put one hand in the other and pretended to then reach the hand up to someone. He went with her voluntarily? By himself? She nodded. Was she young like my friend over there? Jim pointed to Mercedes. Lindsay shook her head. Was she old like your mom? Another shake, slower this time. Jim could tell that she was becoming more uncomfortable now and had no wish to draw out our time in this room. All right, Lindsay. Thank you very much. I promise you. We're going to go and find your brother. Now I want you to promise me that you don't stay here and hang out. Go off, and someone will find you and lead you along. Take care of yourself. Lindsay smiled a tired smile, then seemed to lose cohesion and faded away. Jim got to his feet and looked at Andrew. Okay, that was interesting, but spooky. Is that how you usually do your investigations? Andrew said. If Inspector Charles didn't tell you what I do, how did you know to come to me? He told me, I just wasn't prepared for it. This is nothing, Mercedes said. Sometimes he sits in his office and talks to invisible people for hours. When my grandmother did that, My father said she had to be put in a home, but Jim gets paid to do it. Thank you, Mercedes. I also pay you. She smiled and winked. I know, which is why I don't put you in a home. So I heard you say something about a woman? Exactly. The killer we're looking for is a younger woman older than 22 and younger than 40. If she still has Daryl with her. She might be disguised as a mom and son, or maybe a babysitter with a boy. She is blonde and has very nice skin. If Lindsay noticed it, I suppose it would have to be very good skin, so I expect it's pale. Well, it's not exactly enough for an APB, Jim, but it gives us a place to start. What's that? Mercedes asked. All points bulletin. It means a nationwide manhunt. Andrew smiled. Police slang. Jim looked at the corridor going further into the house. I'll just go over the rest of the house, if you don't mind. No, go ahead. Mercedes, do you want to go get coffee or something? There is a shop one street over. Sure, Mercedes smiled. Andrew walked out the front door, leaving it standing ajar. Jim was about to walk deeper into the house when Mercedes took his arm. Jim, there's something I've noticed... Andrew didn't have keys for this house. He used a lockpick or something to open the door with. It looked like he sort of broke in. Jim looked at the door, then back at Mercedes. Interesting. When he came to the office and said he was a federal agent, did he show you his badge? Mercedes thought back. I don't think so. I was a bit confused and thought maybe I should warn you, so I didn't think of... Never mind. Whatever is going on, I have a suspicion that neither the FBI nor the real law enforcement have any stake in this. For now, play your cards close to your chest. Don't let them know that you know. Okay. Mercedes squinted her eyes and tried to look secretive. I'll be a total female James Bond. Don't. Just be yourself. Right. She walked to the door, making sure to stay far away from the outline. Are you going to summon more spirits? I think I'm just going to look around. Jim put a cigarette in his mouth without lighting it and wandered deeper into the house while Mercedes followed Andrew outside. He still couldn't smoke it, but he always felt better with a cigarette in his mouth. The house was spacious and he walked through various rooms until reaching the master bedroom. It was clear where the murders had happened. The king-sized bed was a mess of blood spiders. It had large cuts in the mattress where the killer had swung the axe. Jim tried to calculate the body positions against the cuts, and if he wasn't mistaken, Lindsay's parents had not only been decapitated, but also had their arms cut off. This woman must be a purebred psycho, he thought. He stepped close to the bed and put his hand on the place where the cut had opened the mattress. He closed his eyes and concentrated again, but did not try summoning a spirit. A few months ago, Jim had found out he had the power to read objects, to learn something about people connected to them, even see things that had happened to them. The images would be like flipping through a picture book at high speed, and it left him tired and often with a headache. But he got better at it every time. He flexed the mental muscle as he touched the bed. At first, nothing happened. He moved his hand back and forth over the mattress. Slowly, images began to form, faint and transparent at first, then clearer and more vivid. Most of them were images of the two people who had used this bed: sleeping, making love, talking, and watching TV. Jim tried to skip ahead in the images, not wanting to pry into their lives in most intimate moments. The image he caught was almost a still photo of the bedroom, lit by the lamp in the ceiling. Next to the bed, a woman, almost a girl, Jim thought, in her twenties. She was slender, blonde and pretty, when you disregarded the streak of blood that had splashed across her face and chest. In her hand was an axe, the kind usually used for chopping wood. It, too, was covered in blood. Hi, this is Klaus Holm, and I'm the creator of Tempest Investigations. If you like TV shows like Buffy, Angel, and Supernatural, you should check out Tempest Investigations. Listen to it on TFN, creator-distributed, fan-supported. The girl was standing, bent forward, looking down into the bed at the bodies of John and Carrie. She looked as if she was examining their faces for something. Her eyes were intense and bright blue. Something about her face seemed familiar to Jim, but he couldn't place it. Perhaps she looked like an actress, a face from the past. So many faces had passed through his life that he sometimes saw patterns where there were none. Jim imprinted the woman's face into his mind, trying to recall little details that might help a sketch artist. But how could this woman be the killer? She was young and surely could not have committed murders in the thirties. He supposed she could be immortal, but he hoped not. For a long time, he had thought he was the only one. The encounter with the killer Michael, who was also immortal and had fancied himself an angel, had left him deeply disturbed. If there were indeed other immortals, would more of them lose their minds and decide to go against mankind, or would they be like him, trying to help while staying in hiding? The odds of two immortal serial killers showing up in the Bay Area within months of each other were not good, though. He knew that. The girl had to have another story. He got to his feet and went back to the corridor. She killed the parents in their sleep, he mumbled to himself. But not the girl. She had her come to the living room. Why? Looking through the other rooms... It was clear that there had been very little struggle. In fact, as far as he could tell, the killer had lifted both children out of their beds and carried them into the other room without any fuss at all. He wondered if it had been before or after the parents' murders. After, he decided. If it had been before, the girl might have cried out and awakened her parents. He walked back towards the kitchen and living room. Andrew and Mercedes now sat on the couch drinking coffee. Mercedes held up a cup for him and he took it. Thanks. Did you learn anything? Andrew asked. Enough that I can give you a phantom drawing of the killer. I need to see the list of victims. Did you bring it along? Andrew felt in his inner pocket, found it and handed it to Jim. It was a simple list of names and years. 1932 McShea, Chicago, Illinois Three dead, one missing 1947 Kwan, Lawrence, Kansas Four dead, one missing 1962 Robertson, Seattle, Washington Three dead, one missing 1977 Timmins, Harrisburg, PA Five dead, one missing 1992 Bradford, Boston, Massachusetts Three dead, one missing Starred 2007, Taylor, Miami, Florida, three dead, one missing. 2014, Sunderson, San Jose, California, three dead, one missing. What's with the star on the 1992 killing? Jim asked. It's because the Bradford family actually had another child. He was away with his grandparents on the night of the murder. He was later placed in foster care. Jim nodded. "'The thing that jumps most out at me is the years. "'All the others are fifteen years to the date. "'And then there is only seven years "'between the Taylor and Sunderson murder. "'Why is that, do you think? "'Maybe the killer just found a family "'that fit his profile ahead of time? "'I have no idea.' First of all, the killer who was here was a girl, remember? "'A blonde girl or a young woman, twenty or so years old. "'She killed the parents in their beds.' then got the kids out here in the living room and killed Lindsay. More than that I can't get. Can you set me up with a sketch artist so I can give you a picture of her? Possibly. Otherwise, I'm actually not a bad graphic artist myself on the computer. Maybe I can just sit you down with my laptop and make one. Much faster that way. Jim nodded slowly. Whatever we do, let's do it back in the city. Mercedes got to her feet. I agree. This place gives me the creeps. Dead kids on the floor and everything. You guys go ahead. I'll lock up. Jim threw his coffee cup into the trash and so did Mercedes, but Andrew held on to his. They left the house and Jim walked to the car while Andrew closed the door behind them. Mercedes peeked over her shoulder and her suspicions were confirmed. There was no key only a small metal device Andrew used to make the lock snap back down. She made eye contact with Jim, and he returned the gaze. Before they got in the car, he leaned close to her and whispered in her ear, Mercedes, when we get back, do me a favor and pull up some research on the killing in 1992. I want everything, including the stuff that wasn't in the official files. Mercedes smiled. She always enjoyed when Jim needed her skills. I'll get right on it.